It's the week of February 10th, and this is MASHcast number 114. Cast. I'm Jared, and I'm here with Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? Yes, and uh, once again, we are missing Joel. Actually, Joel was on last week, right? Yeah, Joel was on last week. I think week so? It was the week before <laughs> last that he wasn't able to make it. Yeah, not able to make it. Big storm coming where he is, and he is getting ready for that. Um, Gotta get up early, you know. There's a storm here, too, but uh, I just don't go out in it. Well, I guess it's the same storm because it hit me two days ago and it hit you like yesterday and tonight, and now it's going to hit him, I guess, tomorrow. That's a pretty far distance to go from New Jersey to where Joel lives in Canada in one night. Well, it's not, I guess maybe it'll get there tomorrow morning. I don't know. It's a storm. It can A storm can take up an entire half of the country, so it it can cover those far distances. Uh, I don't think it's the same one, but it doesn't matter. We're not here to talk about weather. We're here to talk about video games. Uh, And I'm so used to going into what have you been playing. I was getting ready to say, let's start that. Well, let's not, because that's not what we're doing now. We're going right into the news. It feels a little weird, doesn't it? A little bit. A little bit. Um, Once again, like right now, there's not much going on. I thought the news would kind of pick up in the beginning of February, but it just really hasn't. Um. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we have nothing to talk about, so goodbye. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, we, uh, we got a couple topics, a couple things that we thought were interesting, so. There no, if there's no news, we'll just make news up. Exactly, because that's totally viable. All right, so let's, uh, get into our first topic. Uh, let's talk about Flappy Bird, or the lack of Flappy Bird. <laughs> uh, so... We we kind of mentioned Flappy Bird last week. Everybody everybody was playing it. It was a huge mobile game for the last few weeks. Um, but apparently, uh, Flappy Bird is now no more. It is being taken down from all app stores. Uh, the developer says it became too much pressure for him, or too much stress for him, and it became too big, so he's taking it down. Um, to my understanding, he was making $50,000 a day in advertising for that game. Uh, and there's really no good reason why he's taking it down. Um, some speculation was that he was actually being, uh, you know, he got a cease and desist from Nintendo, or he was in some type of legal trouble. Uh, but Nintendo was saying, we haven't said anything to the guy. Which they could have, because if you played that game, all of those assets are stolen from Mario. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Uh, besides maybe the far background. Uh, I mean, it was a super simple game. It couldn't have taken him that long to develop it in the first place, but especially with the stolen assets. So I really don't know why he took it down, but it's off the App Store now. And then, as a response, people started selling their phones with Flappy Bird installed for... 600 bucks, 1,000 bucks, 1,500 bucks, and people were buying that shit. 90,000. There's one that, well, that was on sale for 90,000. I think they actually had a potential buyer, and then eBay took the sale down because that's just crazy. Yeah, like, it's, like, why would, like, I, I mean, I get people putting it up on eBay, but then people actually buying it kind of blows my mind. Like, you want Flappy Bird that much? It's not that great of a game. There's tons of other games that play like that. At this point, it becomes the status symbol. I mean, it's assuming that anybody was serious about paying $90,000 for a phone with Flappy Bird on it, the assumption is that they're buying it for the sort of the, the relevancy and, and the, 
the the cool factor. I can't imagine they're actually going to play the game. The game is not worth ninety thousand dollars. The game isn't worth really a dollar, to be honest with you. I mean, it's that's why it was free. Um, yeah. So I don't understand like what the <laughs> like why he would take this down. I mean, if I, I don't if I I don't care how much pressure. I got with that, you know, from making a, a, a popular game, fifty grand a day. I'm keeping that bitch. Like I'm keeping it up. How he was making fifty grand a day, but for how long was he doing that? It had to be a good month or so. so you, yeah, got to be. It's got to be a good million, million and a half. Am I doing my math right there? I guess so. And I guess whatever taxes his uh, his country takes from that. Even so, I mean, it, it may well be that he hit a point where he's, you know, he's banked enough, and maybe he's, he, it, it seems, I mean, the thing about the game is that it seemed like he never, I mean, the game was out for a good year or so before it actually became big, and he's, you know, he, whenever he talked about it, like, he just kind of developed it on a whimsy, kind of like just, you know, what kind of game can I make here? Like, he never expected it to be a phenomenon like this. So I kind of wonder if maybe that's kind of the thing is like everybody, it's like you make this little crappy little thing, everybody's swooning all over it, and you're like, look, it's not really that great a thing. Like, stop. So you get your million bucks, and then you just kind of be like, okay, you know what, we're, we're shutting it down. I guess so, but I mean, like, if he if nobody was on his case about shutting it down, why would he shut it down? Like, it's not like he was trying to dodge legal legal trouble, you know? Not necessarily legal trouble, but I think just just the, just the, the sheer attention. I mean, as long as it's, and I guess it's one of those things fundamentally, like you can't get rid of that by pulling it down. You just, you know, you just drew more attention to yourself. And so it's one of those things like you kind of have to let the fad die out on its own and just ride the wave to, to a degree. And but then, it, was, it was positive attention. And eh, not all of it. There were a lot of the, a lot of the articles were critical of the game, complaining of it, stolen assets and, uh, what the the, t- the oversized hitboxes leading to unnecessarily you know difficult uh, levels? They were overanalyzing it, and there's exactly. no there's no such thing as levels. There's level. There's level. one thing. You're right, you're right. You're right. Have you have you played Flappy Bird, Nick? No. I'm gonna play Flappy Bird on camera for Nick real quick. I've st- I've know. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know, so I know how it works. No, I need to show you this. I wish this was on stream. See? Okay. So you see my phone? I see your phone. All right. You're hitting the play button. There's right. a bird. It says, get ready. Okay, you're tapping the button, and the bird is going up and down. Oh, there's two pipes. You're going through the pipes. Oh, oh shit. And then you hit- this is hard, because I don't have the camera. I don't have <laughs> you the... Uh, you're looking at the camera. I'm the- looking at the camera, which is... The phone is pointing toward Nick and the camera, so I'm actually... This is really difficult. I should stream this turn shit. around, and I'll and angle it over your shoulder. Okay, you got through this. Just oh, do the second... Oh. Yeah, okay, no, I understand was, how. That was all. Yeah, good point. Can you see it over my shoulder right now? <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough. You sure? All right. Yeah. So here we go. All right. Okay. So now, okay. So now I'm I'm, I'm watching Jarrett play over his shoulder. Ah, fuck. He, oh, <laughs> he did even worse. He hit oh. the first bite. Hey, look, I got a 35. You see, my high score is 35. Okay, so he's going through. He got through the first pipe. Oh, second pipe. See that? So these are all randomly generated here because the pipes are all at different levels than they were before. This is. This is. And this is the problem okay. with Flappy Bird because I'm starting to get a little upset that I'm not doing that great. And so he's going to keep playing it. Now I feel the need to keep going. But yeah, like this is the game right here. <laughs> Fuck, no way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> why, did, why, why did we stream this on Indie Mash this week? <laughs> so this is the game. You know what, son of a bitch? I might do that. This, <laughs> this is the game right here. And, the, like, this is it. Like, it just goes. So can, can we say that instead of Joel this week, our third host host was Flappy Bird? Yes. But I don't want to embarrass myself right now because I'm doing terrible. You, and people can hear this in a microphone, probably. I would hope so because it's loud. I, I, I Dude, can hear it. I, it's got to be the angle. <laughs> well, we found the one game you're not a boss at. There we go. Shut, you shut your whore mouth, Nick. You shut your dirty mouth. I got a 35 in this game. I'm good, okay? I got a gold medal. What the hell? Okay, so anyway. Flappy Bird. One more time. One more time. That's it. If we're going to play games on the MASHcast, can't we play games by developers that would actually be interested in us promoting them and therefore possibly going to give us stuff? Because I don't think anyone's going to give us anything. 
No, he's not, but like, he wants to get rid of this game himself. Alright, there we go. On the roll. Fuck! Oh. That was good, though. That was good. That was good enough. Thank you. It was better than before. Better, yeah. And I got a bronze. Not bad. But yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, It's it's a, such a simple game. I don't understand why he just drop it. I mean, he doesn't need to do anything else with it. He doesn't need to make additional levels. It's not like an Angry Birds thing where you need to make additional level and keep on you know, uh, engaging the user. Yeah. This, this is like a solo project that he did. That could be the thing too. Like maybe he was being approached by people like, "Hey, like you know, like partner up with us, and we'll make you know Flappy Birds little stuffed birds, and we, you know we'll help you make Flappy Birds too." And yeah, all he has to do is say no. All he has to do is say no. I mean, does he have some type of social disorder that he's like, "Oh my God, people are talking to me"? Possibly. I mean, that's the thing is, it seems that he was not ready for this, and so. You know, when, whenever you take anybody and you kind of, you know, bust them out of their comfort zone to this degree where all of a sudden they're in the limelight, you know, if they're not ready, then, yeah, it's easy to see, you know, it's, you know, if, I mean, if that's the thing, if he's, it's it's easy for him to focus on the the negative criticisms as opposed to all the positive love that the game's getting, you know, the $50 paycheck, you know, maybe more of a, you know, the $50,000 he's getting every day, that may just be leading to more problems. I mean, now he has to, you know, he's probably going to have to hire an accountant at some point. He can afford one. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say he can afford one. He can afford one. I don't know. Maybe he liked his simple life before, and he wants to go back to that. Um. Then why don't if he doesn't want to deal with it, he can sell the rights to me. I'll put it back on the app store <laughs> and maintain it, and I'll take his fifty grand a day. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure that he's gotten that offer plenty of times. <laughs> Probably. And he should take it. He should take. The offer. I don't know. I just don't get it. This is something that I cannot comprehend. It'd be it'd, it'd be almost like Miyamoto being like, you know what? I don't want anything to do with Nintendo anymore. I'm just done. Really? Like, I don't. I don't know because no. it's. I mean, it's not like the game itself is that original. There's plenty. You know, it's it's a concept that's been done before. Exactly. It's not like people were coming after him and asking him for interviews and. You know, saying, well, you know, be on this TV show or be on our podcast, all that stuff. Like, like even if it, Flappy Bird being super popular, who wants to talk to the developer of Flappy Bird? I mean, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's not, it's not the same thing as like, you know, a Angry Birds. Yeah. You know? Because it's only one bird and he's Flappy, not Angry. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about, Nick. Okay, so. Oh, I just thought that was weird. But yeah, that phenomena is is gone. I mean, next time you switch out your phone, you will not be able to get Flappy Bird. Oh, well, I guess through the normal methods, you could always find like the... Well, for Android, you can find the package for it and install it that way. iPhone, I don't... Maybe if you root it, you'll be able to find... Uh, just, just download a clone. Who is it? Uh, the guy that did Super Hexagon already did a Flash game. Uh, and I forget what he called it, but it's... Uh, a Flappy Bird Flash game? Yeah. Let me see here. Oh, like, I, I don't think it's going to be the same. Well, it's not the same, but it, I think it'll, it'll, it'll let you scratch that Flappy Bird itch. Maverick Bird. Maverick Bird? By, ter- by Terry Cavanaugh. All right, let me check it out. Maverick Bird. All right. Yeah, it doesn't really look like a bird. Maverick Bird, Facebook. Oh, no, that's a Facebook page about an actual bird. Hold on a second. <laughs> com slash Maverick Bird. Alright, so we're checking it out. Why is it loading so slowly? Like, literally, like, it's 5%, 6%, 7%. Have you tried loading this thing? I'm loading it now, actually. Yeah, it's doing the same thing. I'm like just this would be ahead. the greatest looking game I've ever seen. It's not. When you see the, <laughs> when you see the pictures, it's very. No. It's very. Uh, it's got very simple graphics because it's Flappy Bird. <laughs> I have never seen a Flash game load this slowly, and especially for what it's going to be. I think that might be the joke. <laughs> I hope this is a joke. <laughs> We're not like downloading like some some serious shit right now, right? Like you know. It finishes and there's kitty porn on my computer now, and the cops are coming to me like, "Ah, April Fools!" It's like, you know. <laughs> that would be terrible. That would be terrible. 
Terry Cavanaugh games. Actually, it looks like it's even a little more challenging than Flappy Bird because this... the pipes, the pipes are are, are uh, don't have level level surfaces. They kind of slant a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna let that load up. <laughs> while while that loads, let's talk about Arkham City or Arkham Origins. Because this well, is isn't, isn't this basically the same story? The developer is like, okay, that's my game, and I'm walking away from it. Yeah, we've been seeing more and more of this. Where, because yeah, a couple a couple weeks ago, I think we talked about like what game did we talk about where they were, um, not gonna fix it. Like Dark Spore, yeah, Dark Spore. I, mean, I think I brought up, you know, and they they weren't gonna fix it anymore. And it's the same thing for Arkham Origins now. They're got some game breaking bugs that they have openly said they're just not going to work on there's no plans on doing a patch they're working on the next dlc i hear that's what they say and that's what they're focused on and that's kind of where they leave it and that's like dude like why how is that okay how is that okay they weren't that concrete in saying that they won't fix the things but they they sound like they're not going to what the actual words on the forums uh, on the uh, wb games forums uh, if we do move forward with creating a new patch, it will try to address the progression blocking bugs for players, not the minor glitches that do not prevent one from continuing to play. So I guess there's the, they have the support forum there where people can report the issues that they're having, and I guess they're getting inundated with lots of little minor issues, and they're just like, okay, you know what, shut up about those because we're not going to fix them. Um, but that said, there are no plans for releasing another patch. So even if they, you know, yeah, until they decide to do that, those game progressing bugs are going to stay. So it almost doesn't, I can't imagine, I guess the question comes down to how many people are affected by this, because you would think like, if you can't progress through the game, you're not going to get to the point where you can buy the DLC that they want you to buy. So, I mean, maybe they've got it set up where, you know, again, depending on where the progression blocking no bug is maybe if it's like right before the last boss but you can still play all the dlc and everything they're okay with that um if, the, if it stops you as soon as you start the game up that might be more of a problem uh-oh well geez hold on one second that game loaded and it was super fucking loud yeah <laughs> how oh my god how the fuck do i turn the shit oh, down sh- can you hear that in the background no I, I, that was that was mine Oh my god! Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Wow! I, I'm turning my Firefox sound. It, oh, oh, there's M to mute. Oh shit! Like it overrode my Firefox sound. <laughs> it's like got some serious like EDM playing right now. It's it's super serious. Yeah, you uh, need M to mute. M to mute. M to mute. Thank you, Nick. You are a beast. Okay, oh. so yeah. I don't know. I, I, the the whole uh, I, this is becoming too. In in terms of the Ark and Arkham Origins, or this whole this whole uh, trend of well, the game not fixing the game anymore. Like how, this is why more than ever we need a a uh, like a consumer advocacy group for a digital digital distribution and well, just digital you know digital games or well, games in general, man. Because the ECA, they're not doing the job. The ECA is, was never really for us. They're for uh, uh, the companies themselves. That's why the ECA supports SOPA, when we really shouldn't. There is no consumer group. I mean, because you, like you said, the ECA is, is for the companies. I mean, you've got like the IGDA for the developers. Um, there's no... Nobody's watching out for us outside of us by virtue of how we give companies our money right so but i don't i mean i i, I guess i don't know I, I mean this is also you can make, make an argument for you know like you know why like games shouldn't be closed source and stuff i mean if the game was open source theoretically somebody could go and fix it themselves then and not have to worry about that you see that sometimes with a lot of the pc games when you get into some not even the modding communities um but you'll you know you, you know once people can kind of get into the code for the actual games, the community themselves will take over and start developing. Um, that doesn't really happen on the console so much. Yeah, but uh, the community I, shouldn't be fixing bugs. Like the community should be exp- extending gameplay. It happens under certain. I've seen it under certain extenuating circumstances. I want to say it was uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines, and I want to say that was Troika. 
that made that game, and then like they immediately went out of business. Like, well, that's, that's a different story. WB Games yeah. is nowhere near going out of business, so no. it should be their responsibility to fix it. Like, you know, the modding community did great things with Unreal Tournament and Battlefield, and even uh, Call of Duty up into COD Four. Uh, but they were never expected to fix bugs. That shouldn't be on the community. Like, we paid WB Games for that game, and why are they leaving us with a broken product? I would think that this might be grounds for a class action lawsuit if uh, we didn't give up the rights to that in the EULA. You never know. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, just playing the game, you possibly could be. <laughs> uh, pre-dispute arbitration agreements. Our, our liberty slowly taken away, but let's not turn this into a political podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, you mean we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna talk about crazy libertarian developers? We're not gonna be talking about crazy libertarian developers. No. Aww. There you go, hinting. They're, they're to... the best kind of crazy developers. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So uh, I know when I like when I played Arkham Arkham Origin, um, there was not a bug that stopped me from progressing through the game, but uh. There was this um, radio tower to get like one of the Enigma uh, things, and you get stuck in the radio tower if you go into it. You have to like quit out. That's the only way to get through. So uh, you know, I, I don't know if they fix that. I'll find out next time I go in. I mean, other than that, I could just leave it. But then I can't 100% the game, you know, or or get whatever uh, prizes and shit come along with that. I guess, that, I guess that becomes a question, though. Like, I mean, you can technically beat the game, but you can't get the 100% completion. Does that count as a progress-stopping game? Does it count as progress-stopping? I don't know, but does... Hey, from a, Technically speaking, it shouldn't make a difference. Like, I am not getting the full game now because it's broken. You know? And that, that stuff like that would make people really wary of buying games, like buying games at full price. No, I mean, I, I guess I'm not as angry as some because I didn't buy Arkham Origins. I got it for free because I uh, helped somebody with the uh, build their PC, and they got two graphics cards, so they got two copies of Arkham Origins for free. That's how I got it. So uh, if you if you had actually bought your copy legally, maybe they would have had enough money to fix that. No, uh, well, well, no, Nvidia paid them for it. They, that's that's an Nvidia deal. It's not like I stole it. Don't even try to put me in that bucket, Nick. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. But yeah, so, like, yeah, I mean, no, nah, if I would have bought it, I'd probably be a bit more upset, but, you know, since I did, I got it for free, eh, but still, the trend is still, uh, it's really, it's a, it's a shitty trend that we're saying, and it's happening. Presumably, there's going to be another Arkham more. game, right? I don't know. This one didn't do that great. I think a lot of people weren't looking forward to it because Rocksteady didn't do it. And while the game was all right, like it was not a bad game. It was actually a good game from what I've played. It's a pretty good, cool game, especially the, the the remade detective mode is pretty cool. Um, but other than that, um, I don't know. It, it just it, it just wasn't as good as Arkham City. You know, Arkham City is a hard one to come back from. Yeah. So, but yeah, so yeah. Uh, hopefully, you don't you you don't have any bugs right now that are keeping you from finishing. Uh, Hopefully you, you don't are. even have any bugs that are just annoying in general, because those, as we said, if you can still play through them, but, you know, maybe like your sound cuts out at a certain point or something, or, you know, like maybe you, like the screen goes away, but you only have your character to be visible, like anything like that, like they're not fixing that necessarily. I mean, not that they're fixing anything else, but I mean, yeah, any, any, any bugs in there are annoying and, you know, yeah, you know, it's, it's all quality of life. It should be dealt with it to some degree. Mm, yeah right part of the problem too i mean this all stems from the just the general fact that you know it's okay for developers to release and then patch games and i mean a lot of the times you know people like to say you know oh you're just paying to play beta but you know to a degree i mean yeah i mean especially for console games back before they could be patched you know this wouldn't happen they'd have to approve this on you know the qa testing make sure that they had all those things there but now because it's like oh we can push the game out and then if there's anything wrong fix it later and then you know there's the option for them to suddenly decide hey you know what we're not going to fix it later right bring back the good old days yeah i mean people it's funny because people give nintendo grief but nintendo doesn't have these problems for the most part like out of all the games they push out I, like, you usually hear about one or two that have an issue. Like, you know, like, I think the last game that had a big issue was Metroid. That had a huge, like, game-breaking issue. The uh, other M, Metroid Other M, 
where you actually players have to actually send their um cards in and get the get the problem fixed, which that wasn't nice. But even that didn't catch as much flack as I thought it would. But because at least they had a fix for it. I mean, had, it sucked had you had a, to send your card, yeah. card in, but, you know, they were taking care of business. They had a fix, and it was of something very specific that you had to do. I think you had to, like, go through this one door and then try to go back and save before you went through another. If you didn't try to go back and save and just went through the next door, you were okay. But if you did, if you went back, the door was closed or something like that, so... Yeah, that's that's what's wrong. Now, back to Flappy Bird. Because <laughs> I, I uh, I'm checking out this 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 Maverick Bird thing here, yes. which has like, well, the music that started playing, it was like fucking like a rave. Yes, it was like pumping music. Um, I, this is this is actually challenging. This is actually better than Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird was my toilet game. It really was like, uh, you know, I don't feel like reading my my Kindle app right now. I'm only gonna be here for about I don't know ninety seconds. So let me let me play some Flappy Bird, and that's what it was. But this is actually a challenge because it's uh, right. You're right. The things are sloped, like the uh, they're not all the same size. Like some holes are bigger, some holes are smaller, and there's like other things. Like there's like um tunnels and shit that you have to go through. Hey, if he puts this on phone, I'd actually get this. <laughs> get this. Maybe we should stream this on Indie Mash for like ten minutes. Because you ten know, minutes, ten, ten, we'll start for ten minutes. It'll take two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this. I could do this. Yeah, so yeah. Maverick Bird on Terry from Terry. I'm gonna put this in the show notes. <laughs> put it on the uh, as the title image. Maverick Bird. Yeah. Maverick Bird, got it. All right, all right. But we're not going to play that for the rest of the podcast, folks. <laughs> um, what do you mean we're not? No, no. Sorry, sorry. Um, actually, well, we did. We have a topic that we talked about quite a while ago. Actually, while Rob Hill Williams was on the show, and uh, this was uh, there was a court case in Germany on whether or not it was legal for Valve for, for Valve to uh, not allow you to resell your digital games. Because the uh, there's a court in the EU that ruled. Uh, actually, let me get the technical term for it. What, let me pull up the article. Sorry, folks. Oh no! Now Arkham Origins article wants to come up. <laughs> it's like, oh no! I was here the whole time. I'll just click this. So, uh, wow. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that. Uh, so the Court of Justice in the European Union uh, ruled that users have the right to sell, uh, to resell downloaded content, and a publisher can't stop that via EULA. So there was a group in Germany that tried to, uh, you know, get the German court to rule against Valve because there was no way to resell your games on Steam. Uh, and that case has been going on, and they lost that case. The judge ruled, or the court ruled, in Valve's favor. It says that that statute does not apply to digital games, even though it specifically says you should be able to resell your downloaded games. Well, I guess here's the thing: like, technically speaking, Valve does not stop you from reselling your games, but the only way to resell your games is to resell your entire account when it comes to Steam. Even because in the United States, I do believe it is illegal for you to actually to sell your Steam account. Yeah, because it's. Like yeah, it's like associated to your identity. It is, but it's also supposed to cut down on uh, try to cut down on people stealing accounts because that's happening too. But yes. that's the thing; it's kind of like you know the whole gun argument. You know, ban guns and only the criminals will have the guns <laughs> because they, those that stuff that gets those accounts that get sold on like eBay, they got sold on like the black market. You know, I actually want a good quick side note. I've been hearing a lot of shows use this term darknet recently (laughs) (laughs) and it cracks me up every time i hear it it's like it's on internet no it's on the darknet i'm like oh jesus uh but that was sorry that was a side note it's just something i've been noticing (laughs) 
<laughs> too much Netflix. I'm I'm catching up on a lot of shows since I don't know the show the show schedule is sporadic because the Olympics are on. So I'm starting to watch some like, other shows. That's what I don't get is like there's no new programming while the Olympics are on. Like all the other networks are just like, oh, it's the Olympics. We're all going into reruns also. The only uh, play people is uh, CW. CW is pushing that pushing out new shows. Actually, they're launching a new show that I'm not gonna watch because it looks like Twilight with aliens. So, um, did you see that? It's called like Star Gazed or Star something. No, I can't say. I'm Star Crossed. That's it. It's called Star Crossed, and it looks like Twilight with aliens. Like they crash land on the planet, and the humans are all <laughs> hostile. And you know, then like one of the alien boys and falls in love with the human girl, and da 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 da. Wasn't that Roswell? Roswell's a little different because in Roswell they had, they had crash landed when they were really really young and they had grew up on Earth, and this one they crash land and people immediately react violently, which they probably would. I mean, people don't even like gay people. I can't imagine aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's um, I don't know. Well, how do we start talking about that? Oh, the Olympics. Darknet. Darknet. There we go. Sorry, my fault. Like, <laughs> coming back. Yeah, this is a weird one, folks. I'm sorry. I'm not actually feeling that great. <laughs> and uh, it's just me and Nick. Nick is the glue to this podcast, to this episode. Nick is the glue. I'm like paste that's already been half eaten by a five-year-old. Oh, Jesus. I got a story about eating paste, too, but we'll talk about that after. <laughs> we need to do a podcast, just Jarrett stories. <laughs> Oh man, I, I can't wait to write my memoirs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but yeah, so the the, the court uh, sided with Valve, which I was kind of surprised because I'm kind of like, well, I, I, how could it not apply to uh, Valve in this case or digital games in this case? But that's what the court said that it applies to physical merchandise and not digital games, even though the EU court said it applies to digital games as well. Um, but that's the thing, like, well, like I was mentioning, Valve does not stop you, or there's no mechanism to stop you from selling your games via your account, but there's no way to individually sell your games. Even yeah, though... Val- Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, Valve needs to put the actual switch in there to be like, you can transfer the game. If they don't yeah, do that, like, then you can't... Yeah. Exactly, you can't transfer games from one another. But I thought they, I heard like a, a while back that they were working on something that they would be able to... Uh, uh, so you'll be able to trade games with people. Wasn't there the whole thing like they were supposed to have it like you could have your own store within Steam, so you could be selling stuff to people and somehow. Well, you can't. Like, you, you, they do have that, but it's not for games. It's for items and games. Like in Counter Strike, if you get certain items, or in TF2, you get certain items. You can actually sell those for real money. I've never done that, so I don't know how you get the money out of your Steam wallet. To be honest with you. Or maybe they're just like, Steam money is just like real money. <laughs> <laughs> you should be to have it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, so I was, I was a little surprised by the verdict, but then, I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, but then, like, once again, another... I, I strongly believe we need a consumer advocacy group for, electro, for electronics and stuff like that, because we as consumers get shit on, like, you know, we still have a physical market right now, and as the physical market disappears and we start to go all digital, I mean, right now, Valve is pretty fair with what they, you know, with what they offer and what they do, but you, then you're going to have companies like EA and Activision and Ubisoft um, going, you know, getting more into the digital market. We already know how they feel about property. You know, like the your your rights to your property will slowly fade. I mean, EA, fuck! If you get banned from EA forums, you lose access to your video games. Yeah, and that like that's that doesn't seem fair at all. Like, you pay the same money, you pay the same money you would as a, for a physical copy in a lot of cases, and then you lose the access because it's digital. Uh, and it feels like we really don't have anybody fighting for us because Congress doesn't know. They don't know. They're too old. They don't do anything. They've... Worst Congress ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, once again, don't want to turn into a political podcast. Oh man. Let's move on to our next episode. This is gonna be the shortest Smashcast ever. Like we said, like I guess said, folks, we really didn't have much to talk about this week. But this next topic should be fun. 
now I got. I'm listening to Nick name off all these different tags, and he's having a blast. <laughs> so, you know, Valve introduced Steam tags, which I didn't, I didn't hear of until today. I just happened to look on Polygon, and there it was. Uh, but Steam tags, now users can tag games, uh, you know, tag games to help other players discover uh, games. So, Nick, why don't you go a few, through a few of your favorites? Uh, it's gonna, let me see if I can pull them up here. Um... Let's see here. No, it's well. See, I mean, that's fundamentally the problem. Is it's not just that users can tag games; it's that they can assign whatever tag they want to whatever game that uh, they want. And so, what you're getting is, I think, some of the early, some of the early uh, screenshots that have been floating around is uh, like a list of casual games that includes Dark Souls 2, um, which you know, with permadeath, is not exactly the most uh, forgiving of games. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can find. I just need to find one game and I can get into it. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. RPG Maker Inspirational Volume Two is tagged with lesbians. <laughs> okay. So um, now maybe it has lesbians as part of the feature set, but well, I can't. Well, it's RPG Maker. So it is RPG Maker, but I can't imagine that that would be a specific thing that they would have put in there. I'm not. I don't know. Um, but here, let's see here. Pass uh, by tags. Let's see here. So, I mean, you've got the standard ones, you know, like the top tags, action, indie, RPG, adventure, FPS, strategy, um, you know, stuff like that. And then as you start to scroll down the list a little bit, uh, you get to, let's see here, zombies is its own uh, tag. Not a game is a tag, which actually that might that might be valid for stuff like the rest <laughs> Right. Uh, let's see here. Hats is a tag. That's valid. Uh, let's see here. Get good or die trying. <laughs> That's for Dark Souls. That's for Dark Souls and other stuff. My personal favorite, Nano Machines, son. <laughs> let's see here. Overpriced. That one. See, been that's you know that's one of those uh, that's one of those tags that. Technically, it may be valid, but the problem is everybody's definition of overpriced is going to change. Yeah, right. Um, so it's—I mean, it might be something to look into. Diva Dev, uh, I think we saw that applied to uh, what was it the uh, uh, castle, uh, the castle doctrine. The castle doctrine, yeah. That one had uh, that one had some interesting tags. It had Diva Dev, pretentious, never on sale because that was the game that uh, we talked about the other week where the developer was saying that he thinks uh, sales are bad for the fans. Uh, let's see here. Crazy Libertarian Dev. So the, that's the, those are just some of the tags that if you if you want to find games made by Crazy Libertarian Devs, um, which actually you can't because not enough items have been tagged with that yet, according to the Steam database. But uh, if people can find enough Crazy Libertarian Devs making games and then tag them appropriately, uh, that'll be something you can search for on Steam. It's, I see what they're going for here um, as far as trying to, you know, they've got a massive library of games and they want to make it more searchable. It's fundamentally, this is what Netflix does. Um, you know, Netflix has a few different, Netflix has a few different uh, categories upon which every movie is rated. And then they use that to compose, you know, their little, their little descriptors of movies so that, you know, when you watch the Avengers, they can recommend Batman because you like superhero movies. Um, and it's, you know, this is sort of the first step in getting to that kind of recommendation system is to be like, okay, you know, how do we classify all these games? Uh, the problem, and maybe this isn't the problem, maybe this was intentional right now, is to, that they're letting people make their own tags because they want to see what tags come out of this. Right. A fair number of tags are going to have to be removed. They're going to have to have somebody go through and prune this and actually whittle it down to which tags are most applied overall. Um, but even then, like, I feel like it's something that they could have come up with on their own. I mean, indie strategy, uh, you know, MMO puzzle. Um, I mean, those, those are, those are fairly general descriptions for, that apply to a wide variety of games. Yeah. Um, but we both know Valve is fairly hands off. Like it feels like, I mean, they don't even want to pick the games that are going to get chosen <laughs> to be on the store these days. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, we still don't exactly know how games get through the green light process other than they need a certain number of votes and then valve just magically approves them um but 
No, it's, I mean, I, they're hands off and I, I, I get that. But at the same time, like, I guess maybe they have an algorithm to be like, okay, like let, let everybody throw as many categories as they can at the system, including stuff like diva dev. And then we'll just write an algorithm that cuts off the bottom 10% because those are all, you know, that in this case, the long tail is useless because they're either, they're either tags that specifically describe one game and that's all they're good for, or they're just people screwing around. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, maybe if you just lop it off that way and then you kind of lock your system in, I suppose that gets them the results they're looking for with the minimal amount of effort on their end. But I don't know. I don't, uh, it, it feels a little, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I guess, I guess it could, I guess if applied properly, it could be a good use of crowdsourcing. It just seems that, and, I, and maybe it is just cause right now the, uh, sort of the wild west nature of this project is kind of, uh, you know, has all the, uh, the fanciful outliers uh, getting the attention. Right. But I don't know. It, it seems, it seems like maybe they, they should, as much as they like to be hands off, like maybe they kind of need, need somebody. Oh, absolutely. To you need somebody to police it. Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite is that, uh, Fez, which is by Phil fish. Uh, one of the tags was toss pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, some of the devs are concerned are about the tags that their games are getting and one dev asked well, what if i don't agree with a tag that has become popular for my game and valve's response was tags can be a good indicator uh of when there's a mismatch between how you perceive your game and how your game is perceived by customers <laughs> yeah, and it says uh often this is simply because there is some piece of information regarding the game that customers feel is missing from the store page, and if our, Nick, you said one of the tags was Jews caused 9-11? Jews did 9-11. That's that was the tag. That was a search that I'd seen done. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still in the engine, uh, but it's... Well, and, you know, according to Valve, that's just a consumer with a different perception of that <laughs> game well, than tr- the developer. Tropico 4. Tropico 4 apparently implies that Jews caused 9-11. So... You know, to the, to the people that made Tropico Four, if if you don't agree with that, apparently that you know you're 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 out of sync with your your fan base because that's what they believe. So. <laughs> apparently so, or whoever was looking at, it, I seriously doubt their fan base is the I one mean, who put that who put that in there. I mean, Valve does have a point to a degree in that if you in a world where all of the tags are honest and actual you know, legitimate tags applied by fans to games. I mean, even in, in, in this world, something like overpriced or overrated can exist. Um, it's easy. Even pretentious may have some value uh, to, you know, to some people kind of like the games that where the developers attitude is kind of infused in, in, a, in a fairly obnoxious way. Right. Um, but it's possible that yes, that, that, that was right. That, okay. The develop of, a pretentious developer may not like that their game is flagged as pretentious, but they might, you know, but, but the community may be right. Like, okay, like if you like games by auteurs of this nature, you'll like these games and, and pretentious kind of has a negative connotation to it. That may be getting the problem here, but there, there is a valid disconnect in that case. But right now there's, there's just stuff that has no, Nano machines, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, the game has nano machines. Yes. Um, the sun. <laughs> you know, I mean, get good or die trying. Like, I, I see what they're saying. Like, it's, it's a, you know, it's a game that's going to require lots of practice. Well, you know, it's, it's fairly difficult. Um, that can probably be, you know, merged into the, the difficult tag, um, and, and you know, go from there. It's so there has to, there, I mean, there's going to have to be some kind of, some kind of culling because, and, and that might be the other thing too, is valve doesn't want to tell the devs like, Oh, Hey, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Like we know your games are going to get tagged. It's kind of stupid shit right now, you know, give it a week and we'll fix it. Uh, but they just don't want to tip their hat. So they're just like, you know, devs chill. But I mean, fundamentally they are right though. If you have a list of tags that are actually appropriate, it is possible that a game can rightly earn a tag the developer doesn't want. That's At that true. point, it is on the developer to kind of adjust the game to get the tag removed, 
or to accept like you know i totally didn't expect people would react this way that's fine but some of them are just ridiculous it needs to be a way for a developer to like report a tag for review at least yeah at least report the tag for review um and but that requires them to be hands-on and we just talked about how they don't like being hands-on all that much so i guess we'll, we'll see what happens i'm curious I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes um I don't know. I think sometimes Valve puts too much power in their community's hands. Yes. You know, and that that that's an issue. Like we see what happened with Greenlight, and even Gabe wants that to go away. Valve Valve is that parent who lets their kid, like you know, like run too much of the house at too early an age, and ostensibly it's because they're a bad parent. <laughs> well, no, I mean the Steam community but, is not what it used to be. Like it used to be. You know, it was it was fairly large, but it was smaller and more tight knit. Now, I mean, since 2010, Steam has just exploded, exploded, and now you have a, a much larger group. And the more people you have involved with something, the more the shittier it's going to be. Yeah, well, that, just that's kind of you is. have the more assets you have, and so exactly. Yeah, I I, I kind of think though maybe it might be amusing if Valve just had like you know like asinine tags like you know like most popular tags. And then, like, tags that are clearly not actually going to factor into whatever system we use for this, but it's just kind of funny that people use them. Right. Other than by highlighting that, that encourages people to make those tags and then use them, and so you'll wind up with every game saying Jews did 9-11. Right. Stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. Yeah, so we'll see. Valve is saying they're going to work on that, or I, I guess, or at least tighten it up, so we'll see how that goes. In their defense, it is in beta, and it just launched today, so... You know, it's not it's not like it's a game where they're gonna be like, Oh, you know what, we're not patching it anymore. <laughs> yeah, or just drop the feature. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Now I think this might be the shortest match cast we've recorded because we are out of topics. Unless you guys want me to play more Flappy Bird over the podcast. <laughs> like that's really all <laughs> that's all I got right now. Not much happening. Um Dice is happening right now, even though I haven't heard much from it. So I'm, I'm assuming that once the dice videos start rolling out, we'll start. You know, we'll we'll have. Uh, so the dice starts good... rolling. I was uh, avoiding saying that. <laughs> yeah, once once the videos <laughs> roll out, we'll we'll probably have a lot more to say. Um, so, well, at least something to talk about here. Because you got dice, then you got GDC, and you got packs all uh, within the next. I don't know, sixty days. Oh yeah, packs is coming. Yep. So sad. Yeah, so sad. So sad. Well, sad that we can't go. Joel will be there. Joel Couture will be there. Oh, see, I, I was gonna say we we should do a uh, we should we should you know come up with some principled reason to boycott this year. <laughs> Why would we boycott? Well, because we're not going, and so we're... we'll just we'll just pretend it's our choice not to go instead of well, our choice not to go. No, but... <laughs> we can't live with Valve's decisions. No, not Valve. Sorry, with the uh, well, with Valve's decisions. Therefore, we can't support any Seattle companies. There you go. <laughs> now, nah, but let's uh, let's look at uh, what's coming out. I just had that up. Anything interesting coming out? Oh yeah, I didn't know people were sending death threats to the Flappy Bird guy. Oh yeah, because he yeah because he quit the uh, yeah that's the one that's the kind of the irony in all this too is that he he cancels the game and you know and everybody's like oh maybe it was because of the harsh criticism he was getting about the game and now it's like he's getting death threats and shit like you know he he just upped the ante there like you know before it was like it was just like developers being critical like your game is terrible now it's like people are like dude you took away my favorite thing i have to kill you yeah you know how people are on the internet exactly okay um wow there's nothing to talk about here <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the games list and like Nothing really to talk about here. Uh, PS3 Network. Assassin's Creed DLC coming out on the on the uh, 18th. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Oh, New Thief on the 25th. Castlevania Lord of Shadows on the 25th. Okay. Strider. Okay. Oh, look, it's. When does that come out, actually? Uh, The 18th. That's a digital download, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, it says, but PS4, Xbox One, PSN. That's PSN. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. 
Well, yeah, that's that's what's coming out, folks. And uh, I think this concludes the shortest Smash cast ever. That's Too bad Joel <laughs> couldn't be here for this historical Smash cast. <laughs> yeah, he's the reason why these things go so long. It's everything that he says. Oh, wow. it's it's all his uh, screw you people. That always takes up another twenty minutes. Of course, of course. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Sorry for the short match cast. Hopefully something happens uh, that we can actually talk about. That'll be interesting. Let's talk about our high scores in Maverick Bird. Yes, because Maverick Bird will be will be flapped. This week. <laughs> Maverick Bird will be flapped. Yeah, I, I made a favorite because this actually is an interesting game. Uh, so, okay, anyway, I'm not going to sit here and talk about Maverick Bird again, guys. You guys have a good night. We'll catch you next week. Oh fuck! I forgot to tell you about where we are. You can where you can find us <laughs> on social. I told you guys I am off my game this week. I am not feeling that great. I am so sorry. Uh, so um, you can find us on uh, SoundCloud.com/slash/MashThoseButtons. We are on Twitter.com/slash/MashThoseButtons. We are on no, sorry, we're on Twitter.com/slash/MTB site. We're on iTunes. We're on um, Stitcher. For Android and iOS devices, Stitcher Smart Radio. We are also on uh, Facebook, which is facebook.com slash buttons and youtube.com slash buttons. Uh This week, if you didn't catch it, we started a new show on Twitch called Indie Mash, which, in which we, you know, we play, uh, play some indie games that you may or may not have heard of. And, uh, you know, we uh, have a good time. I, I've had a good time on Monday, Nick. What about you? Um, I, well, I, I, I did once I got a loadout working properly. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're going to do that every Monday at 8 PM Eastern. Hopefully that's, that's the goal. We did start like 30 minutes late because that's kind of how we roll, <laughs> but we're going to try to do it on time next time. So sorry about that. But yeah, th- this Monday on Twitch, twitch.tv slash match those buttons. Check out Indie mash. Actually, oh. May have to cancel it this Monday. I yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Think about it. Whoops, something I just remembered came up. So, all right, we will catch you guys next week. I swear to God, we would do a better job at podcasting. <laughs> all right, have a good one. Have a good weekend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>